Hello, hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the DBU Athletics Podcast. You're in on the ground floor, and that is a beautiful thing. My name is Brendan Smith, and I'm thrilled that I've got the opportunity to be your host throughout this journey as we talk to student-athletes, coaches, broadcasters, administrators, and beyond, not just to tell you about what's happening on the field, that's a big part of this podcast, but we want you to know our student-athletes and our coaches uh, in a more personal way, and uh, this is the way uh, that we are deciding to do this. It, It was born out of a desire to tell more stories. So our initial plan with this podcast uh, is going to be a bi-weekly release. So every other week, uh, you'll have another podcast uh, that hits your inbox, so to speak. But right out of the gate, we're going to give you one for the first month every single week. We've got 10 episodes planned. Maybe we'll have a bonus episode here or there, uh, but 10 episodes planned for this first season, uh, and hopefully you'll be around for all 10 But enough of the housekeeping. I know you're not here to hear me talk. You want the goods, and we have got the goods today. We're going to launch this podcast with one of the best women's soccer teams in the country. It was a pleasure to chat with second-year head coach Marcus Wood. He's the reigning Lone Star Conference Coach of the Year, and he was joined with three of his players, All-Americans Rachel Allen and Michelle Gonzalez, better known as Marta, as well as the Lone Star Conference Freshman of the Year in Parker Co. I don't think you need a ton of background, but I do want to give you a little bit of perspective before we begin. For Coach Woody, he came to DBU after 22 years at Hardin-Simmons, and while he was there with the women's soccer team, they won 19 conference championships. They advanced to 19 NCAA tournaments. Two times he made it to the the Final Four, and he won it all, the Division III National Championship back in 2010. He took over last year at DBU after Michelle Leonard was here for 14 seasons, and all Michelle did was win when she was here. 200 games, uh, and she was also fresh off uh, the program's first ever trip uh, to the D2 Final Four. So Woody is super honest about the, the troubles that he faced, the difficulties that he had to endure as soon as he accepted the job. He calls it the most difficult year uh, of his career. We get into culture, we get into team chemistry, we get into team dance parties, we get into buses breaking down uh, on the road. All of these lead to, in my mind, a fascinating conversation. So I, I think that's all the background you need, uh, but but I really do believe you're going to enjoy uh, this chat. Tears were shed as well in this episode, uh, but again, so many great stories. So without further ado, Please enjoy episode one of the DBU Athletics Podcast with DBU women's soccer coach Marcus Wood, along with All-Americans Marta and Rachel Allen, and the Lone Star Conference Freshman of the Year, Parker Go. My first impression uh, of Woody last year, and the first thing that jumps out is just the contagious energy of this man right here. Like, it's incredible. Uh, But then also, as I, I saw your you know, press conference that you did with Reagan. And then I'm also considering, oh, no, you got a tough job ahead of you because this is a team that just went to the Final Four, losing a head coach. Like, this is going to be tough. Um, what What's going through your mind day one as, as you step on campus? Well, I still had really high expectations. I, you know, when we, when we started, there, there, I, I knew we were losing the four or five special seniors, but then I also thought there's an, there's enough here, and then slowly the enough started transferring to Baylor, and, <laughs> and so th- th- then we're all, we were all kind of just in a spot where we didn't know what was going to happen, but we all, all you can really do at that point then is start plugging away, be the best you can. Before our first game, five different times somebody said, now no matter what happens here, <laughs> we stick together, because we had, we had no idea what we would be. And then the first half against UCCS, so our first game is at UCCS, and we were terrible. Uh, we we didn't have the ball hardly. We were lucky to only be behind one to nothing. Uh, and then and then at halftime we made a total tactical shift that we had never practiced. It's just basically we're just saying, okay, let's just throw this out there because whatever we just tried was not it. And we were really fantastic in the second half. It was the most incredible turnaround. Uh, and so we won that half three to nothing, and played some unbelievable soccer. And you know we still didn't know what we could could become, but that we left Colorado saying there's some fight in us. Whatever we're gonna be, 
th- th- there's something here. Yeah, was that y'all's perspective too, just that something big happened in that first game? Yes, for sure. Like, going into it as a freshman, you're kind of like, first game, like, okay, got to get my P's and Q's in a line. And then after the first half, we're like, oh, no, like, what is going on? And I remember, like, halftime, we're all kind of like, well, what are we going to do now? And then we made that big shift, and it just totally changed the momentum, and it was super exciting. Rachel, do you have, do you have a, an understanding of maybe what that first, that shift was in that first game? Um, It was just... Uh, like just a different formation that allowed us to have a better attack. And it was something we obviously haven't practiced like as much, but it was working. So if it's working, <laughs> don't mess with it. Yeah. Woody, you told me before that last year was probably the hardest, like just job as a coach that you had had to have. Um, it looks like you don't shy away from that at all. Uh, why, why is that? Well, don't doubt about it. You're coming, you have a final four team. Now you've lost nine starters. The only two starters we're returning are Marta and Rachel. And so the those are two good starters to return, though. Starters, those are two nice starters. But but even for them, their confidence in their teammates, their belief in their teammates. We're starting three freshmen, a transfer, and then five girls who had not really got to play at all on the team the year before. Uh, But but a credit to every one of those young ladies who stepped up. Going into the year, my projection was I think we're going to be an eight and eight team. Like Mm. it's just going to be a all all our hope was last year was to get the culture right. Let's get a culture that we can believe in. And and yet we just kept winning games. And at the point where we're first ranked number one in the country, I'm saying I can't imagine we're the number one team in the country. <laughs> uh, but but we're winning games, and we're winning important games. We're beating Colorado Mines. We're we're beating UCCS at UCCS. And so so there was a, a miraculous element to last season. And, and now going into this year with 18 of the field player, eight, the top 18 field players returning, our expectations are a bit higher. Yeah. That, uh, that now these are proven winners. That the the 10 field players that hadn't played much going into last year are now proven winners that are a little more seasoned and still hungry and still have a chip on their shoulder. So we're, we're pretty excited going into this. Year. Well, yeah, and the, the girls you have in here, you get two All Americans, you get the freshman of the year in the conference that's in here as well. But but before we dive into kind of last season as a whole and even just what's coming this year you had three different perspectives because you know Marta you transferred in and probably had the opportunity you already had the opportunity to to play division one soccer and then there's that mass exodus you know 2021 into 2022 so you probably have some thoughts Rachel you played incredible your freshman year and you you were here as a freshman but you probably had some thoughts of what am I going to do with a new coach and then Parker you're coming in as a freshman you know Marta what what was it in your mind that thought this is where I want to be and this is I want to be a part of uh, of this new era of of DB women's soccer was this before Woody, came I think right as, as Woody's coming in and, and all of these changes are, are taking place, why why are you sticking around saying this is where I want to be? I mean, it's just a new challenge, a new beginning. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect with Woody. I was a little worried because I mean, I came with Michelle and stuff, but I I say um we got blessed with him. He's a really good coach, probably my favorite ever. Uh, really helps the team and the players individually, not only as players, but as people too. Was there a moment you can think of where you fully bought in to, to what Woody was preaching and you thought, hey, this this is the right direction that we're going? Those individual meetings where he likes to talk about uh, like my ideas and what I want for this team, what I like, what formations should we play, what people should play, um, and stuff. Rachel, you know, you, you were here as a, as a freshman and, you know, all, all conference as a freshman and then thinking, Hey, things are going to change a ton going into next, into next year. And that, that off season, what's going through your mind? Um, I'm just the type that's like, I need to have a plan and you know what's going on. So whenever Michelle left, I was just like all distraught. I was like, I don't know what to think and stuff, but that's normal. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the, the, the comfortability is gone. Yeah. Mm, And as we went through the season, as we played UCCS, stuff like that, I was like, wow, we really do have something to prove. Like we're here, like let's play like the best we can or whatever. And I started like, we went, we all went from having doubts to coming together as a team, working hard as a team. And with Woody, it was a really good addition to help build our culture too, as well. Yeah. And Parker, you Obviously, it was your first season of college soccer, so he's the only coach that you've had. But there, there had to be some sort of uncertainty. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what, what's going through your head? Actually, like coming in, I was like, okay, like I think it's going to be like what I make of it. So I've heard great things about Woody just from previous coaches, and so I was like, okay, I'm excited. Like let's get into it, and just coming in the first week and just giving it my all and 
bonding with the girls, with the chemistry and everything, getting to know everyone. It was super exciting and it made me want to be here and continue to want to be here and work hard for these girls. You know, I'll, I'll ask this open-ended based on what you just said, just the, the chemistry. That, that's a something that I hear constantly with, with this team and you could really sense it last year when when do you feel like that first like hey this team is coming together and this any any of you can answer when, when was that moment where you thought hey it's starting to click a little bit I'd say first like after the UCCS game that was really like our like okay we've proven ourselves kind of but we got to keep going take one game at a time and then also to go with that just our team dinners we get in groups and talk to each other come together as a group and Woody would get some great questions for us to like talk about and I feel like that brought us closer because it put us all on the same page like we're playing for the Lord we're playing for each other stuff like that yeah for sure especially like before the game going to the UCCS game where we were talking about like qualities of the team like what we want and mm -hmm. we're all kind of like no matter what happens this season we're all still <laughs> going to stick together and love each other and that was really the beginning of like that foundation that we set of team chemistry do you feel the same arta i feel like when michelle left we all went through something hard together and that's when we felt really close like the beginning of it and then with woody here that really emphasized team chemistry good team chemistry yeah do you feel like you could sense when something was starting to come together? Because it's always different. The girls probably feel one way. Maybe you feel like you nailed a certain practice and it doesn't go over as well with the girls, but is there a moment where you felt like it's coming together? Every game there was a touch of magic. And, mm. and, and you, you go through that season. You start going, So UCCS was the start of it, but West Texas A&M felt that way. So, so Schrock hit a banger uh, to start the second half, and then the, Marta had an unbelievable moment to close out that game. Uh, and and that, that was undefeated eighth in the country, West Texas A&M. And we were, we were just exceptional that game. Midwestern State, you know, we, that, a game where we didn't really necessarily play as well, but we get an 80th, 82nd, 83rd minute game winner. It seemed like at the end of every single game, it's just yeah. like, we might not be the greatest team on earth, but we just keep finding a way and we're together and we're doing this together. A&M International, uh, that, that was a game where we played, we did not play very well at all, uh, but but then you get a 90th minute game winner, <laughs> Haley Robertson to Gina almost, just, we can go through about 10 different games where at the end of it you say, that was magic, like that was such a special thing, and the, the team just produced it over and over again. That's my expectation going into this yeah. season, is that we're going to keep, we're going to keep doing that. It's funny you you bring up the A and M International game. There were there were two on the schedule that I highlight, and that that was your four hundredth win, which I know is secondary in your mind. I know the coach speech, but that uh, you know that's one of your two goals. I think last year, uh, you know, you get the the first one that kind of starts it, and then yeah, Gina comes in in the in the ninetieth minute and and ends up winning the game. the The messages that you got for your four hundredth win were really cool from former players, but then also your current players as well. Uh, how special was it to, to win his 400th in that way and to do it against a good international team? Obviously, it's hard to win 400 games. So we, <laughs> we had these posters ready and everything. We were like, we're going to play hard for each other, and this is a very important game. The, the crazy story I heard from that day was that Connor, uh, Connor had a soccer ball made, uh, and, and somebody had to drive it down. And international <laughs> is not a short trip. And that there was a and, and it, the, the soccer ball on it had the date and the oh, game, no. and, and the, the person who drove that ball down, there was a likelihood that that wasn't going to be game 400. And so it just feels like a little bit miraculous that all that worked out. Yeah. What was that like afterwards, getting those those messages and that video from... It was, yeah, really awesome uh, and, and touching and heartwarming. Uh, <laughs> that day, our second bus broke down. Uh, we, we had three buses on that road trip. That's got to bring you together, too, right? When you're sitting there on the side of the road. For sure, so, yeah. so we had a second bus breakdown, and uh, International has these, like, hogs. Yes, yes. Uh, oh like literal hogs. Literal hogs everywhere. They're, like, they're, they're walking past you. Uh, girls are trying to take pictures of them. I'm like, these are wild hogs. Like, don't. So, so it was just a very funny, memorable day. Wow. What, what do you do when you're sitting there on the side of the road? For How long were you stuck? An hour. An so, hour. What yeah. What are you doing besides taking pictures of hogs? Right. Right. <laughs> I was just sitting there, like, what now? <laughs> what could possibly now? happen yes. next? That's incredible. The The second one then uh, is just winning the regular season. You You mentioned it. You You stayed number one for basically the whole year, and I was going to ask you if that surprised you, but it sounds like yes, it it did surprise you. But to win that regular season, uh, I guess Martha, that was your second one to win, and Rachel, you too. Um, how special was that? I mean, it was awesome, uh, but we had the mentality that it wasn't over. We had to win the tournament and try to get to uh, the regional trophy, too. 
you got that regional, uh, or at least got to the regional. Uh, you know, you got the championship for the uh, the conference. You're the number one seed in the South Central Regional. Um, and, and this is where I want to talk about the speeches that we got before each of those postseason games. And I love sitting in there, and you get the last of the Mohicans are playing, and Woody's getting fired up, and you y'all are running out to the to the field just all fired up. Uh, how, how cool were, were those speeches, and, and how, how fun is it to see this guy get fired up? It's awesome. Just having a coach that is just as passionate about the game as you are, it's really inspiring, and it makes you want to go out and play for each other, for God, and like for him too. And it was so cool. He's always like, okay, don't get into the game until you're in line, ready for the pledges and all that. So I think it's fun, like, getting fired and up on all that, but having to, like, channel it in and don't get too wild, save your energy for the game. How hard is it to flip the switch, though? Like, Rachel, you're, you're one of the most intense people that I've ever <laughs> seen on the field. It's awesome. I love watching it. Because Woody talked to about how you're just kind of this, you've got some swagger to you, and it's, it's awesome. Um, tell, us, tell us about his, her swagger. Our line with Rachel is she's built different. Yeah. Uh, that she, she, is, she, she is the most competitive on the team, and we talk about our, our, our character skills, that she's the, she's the embodiment of competitiveness. She wants to win, and, and, I, and I think why she was elected captain is, is we, we want a, a leader in terms of competing on the field, wanting to win, and Rachel's that for us. That she, You know she's putting her soul into trying to win that game. How, how would you define your personality, Rachel? I would just say, like, yes, I am intense, but it's just because of how much I care about the team, how much I care about like us winning, playing for each other, doing the right things that properly prepare ourselves for the game, stuff like that. How would you, Parker or Marta, how would you describe Rachel's game? So I've known Rachel since high school because we played club together. So that was kind of cool. I remember our, my first practice, I was walking in. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's going to DBU. I want to go to DBU, like her and Kaylee Neiser. And I just, like, looked up to her. And I've always admired her just how off the field she's so sweet and loving. And then on the field, it's a totally different person. Like, okay, come to play. Yeah, I'm scared of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, so you get to the postseason. And, you know, have some success, get to the Sweet 16. And from an outsider's perspective, just watching that game against Mines, I don't know how you guys didn't win it 4-1. to one, You know what I mean? Like, it was a game you dominated. I don't mean to bring up bad memories here as you all give me that look. But <laughs> how much has that fueled you? Uh, just feel like, man, we probably should have won this game. And really, Marta and Rachel, both of you all had a chance in the last couple of minutes to tie up that game. Uh, there's still a goal that I don't know how it went, how it didn't go in. Uh, but, but how much does that fuel where you're at right now um it's always been the back in the back of my mind like I was like I'm always like I know we I knew we could have been further like whatever our potential and stuff but now just looking forward to this next season obviously it's my last season so I was just like I know we have the potential to win it all I know we can get there as a team and we just have to keep working hard and use that as fuel I mean what do you bring it up to us the games <laughs> that we lose the games we get scored on stuff like that just to keep it in the back of our heads like we don't want to make the same mistakes we want to keep working hard stuff like that uh, I think it motivates us to train harder. I mean, I rewatch like those shots that we missed and stuff, and I just want to go out there and practice them so mm -hmm. that next time we could make them make those shots. You're still watching those shots, like it's Sometimes. still on your mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Wow. What about you, Parker? It makes me excited to go and play them again. Yeah. It's coming uh, fall. And I remember just thinking back, watching the film, just getting like frustrated, and I'm like, okay, we like take a breath, like it's in the past. We know what we got to do now. Let's just get to work. That's that's impressive because I know I'm not on the team, but when when there's a tough game, even when I'm watching like a professional game, there's a tough game of a team I love. I I can't go back and watch it because it hurts so much. But you guys are doing that. Um, for you, Woody, is that something that is on your mind, or are you are you flushing that? Like, how, how do you handle that as a coach? Well, first, we lost. We only lost two games a year ago, and they were sure. the exact same style of soccer—a a low block, four-four. You know, they, they were very deep defensively, and, and we, we, we're going to have to be significantly better at breaking that down. That—that—that's uh, so that, going to be a factor. That I think Angelo and Mines will play us the exact same way, and we're going to have to be a lot better to, to break that down and find a way to get a goal. It's very difficult to score against a low block, and especially a low block with as many talented players as they have. So, so that, that's clearly on our mind going into the game, and even it's going to be part of the practice plans of how do we break that down uh we're good enough to and and i think this time we will what's this i know you, we just talked about your speeches before the game but what do you say after a game like that to to a group 
not much can be said. You know, that's it's Adriana's last college game. It'll always go down as, uh, and that's not how uh, Marta and Rachel's and their, we have eight seniors this year. That can't be how their last game ends. I, I, I think the we'll have that in our mind all throughout this year. They they they're too good to go out that way. Uh, there there's nothing to say to a competitor who puts their soul into it. There's nothing you can say to make it better. Uh, we we just we, we we cry together and we. Get on the uh, flight of shame the next morning, <laughs> and then we get back here. We dust ourselves off, and we got to go again. Go back to work. <laughs> uh, last thought, just on twenty twenty two, before we turn the page, and I, I'd love to hear from all three of you. Just how would you sum up? And you guys can even discuss amongst yourselves. But how would you define or summarize just the twenty twenty two season? Just how we all like came together and said like. There's a, there's a lot of people out there that's like doubting us, saying that we can't be as good as we were before, and just us overcoming that and proving that we're still there, we're still DBU, we're still a really good team, we rank number one in the country, stuff like that. I feel like that pretty much kind of summed up our season was just something to prove. You still feel like that's there? Something to prove? Oh, yeah. I'm ready to win it all. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. For, for me, that season was love in actions. The, the, mm. uh, P- Parker's one of those people that just every day loves her team. All of these young mm. ladies do. The, the, you love your teammates and that players will do miraculous things when they really experience love in actions from their teammates and their coaching staff that, that p- people are capable of more than what we think they're capable of doing. And uh, a lot of people rose to the challenge. I will always look back on that 22 season as a very, very special soccer season. It ended up being a two-trophy soccer season. We're playing in the regional championship game. We're, we're a tick away from competing for a national title. I, I think it really laid the foundation for something special that's ahead. Parker and Marta, when you look at 2022, what's the, the resounding memory or, or the, the thought that you're going to have? I think uh, it's inspiring for us and for other people. I remember the UCCS game. I thought we were losing 1-0, and I was like, this is what it's going to be like all this season. And then we caught up, and I was like, wow, like we can really do something with this season. Yeah, just to kind of go off that and what Woody said, just the foundation of love and just being surrounded with a good group of girls that genuinely love each other and support each other and will lay their life on the line for each other is just so crazy me I don't think I've ever really had that in high school or club so just coming here my first year and having that it was really amazing and I'm so excited to like continue to have that with the incoming freshmen this year and just seasons to come I want to transition if we can just to individual talk about each one of you Um, and I think the best way to do that is I want to ask Rachel and Marta about Parker Uh, because Parker had you know the the freshman of the year uh, in the Lone Star Conference Um, I think the fifth DBU a player to do that um, from from you two from from Rachel and Marta. What was it about Parker in her freshman year um, that made her uh, somebody that that you could follow, someone that you were proud to to, to fight with on the field, and made her so special? Um, she was always wanting to learn more about her position, always asking questions when needed to. She's she's very competitive herself, and she would also. Um, work really hard in the back and we were working really good together obviously because we also played together in club and so that made it even easier and you could tell that she was just very passionate about us and the players always inspiring us and me as well i love her hard work and her leadership i it's rare to see leadership in a freshman and so i remember just like someone yelling at us to like pick it up or jog it in and I look and it's a freshman and I'm like wow like good for her like I wish I had that when I was a freshman is that hard to accept as an upperclassman or you're happy about that no I'm glad mm-hmm. we need that we yeah. need more of that yeah pa- Parker's the embodiment of servant leadership mm-hmm. like she she serves the team every day I have to tell her uh stop moving the goal in every single <laughs> yes. day like tell somebody else to move the goal in. like she just does all the dirty work she's the last to eat she's yes. usually standing waiting for me to eat and I'm, parker like come on like, <laughs> uh, like she 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 is a servant of the team uh and you know as dallas baptist says we're trying to be christ-centered servant leader i, I think there's not a better example on earth than parker co of, of that like that that's who parker co is uh Things weren't easy for Parker. You, you really don't want an 18-year-old center back. There, there's too much learning <laughs> sure. curve. Uh, you're facing fast, athletic forwards. And, and Parker had a couple of tearful meetings after the first couple of games where she had made mistakes. And uh, But her learning curve was unbelievable. Like she, A, a lot of the mistakes were made once, and, and by the end of the year, she looked like a seasoned professional, and I, I think that's what we're going to see from her this year. 
Where's that confidence come from, Parker? Um, I think honestly just in Christ, knowing that my identity isn't in soccer, even though I love soccer, I love it with all my heart, I'm doing it to glorify God. And I sometimes I get caught with my mindset, my mindset shifting on myself, and that's when I get caught in trouble, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> so once I reshift my mindset to Christ, and then I'm doing it for Him, not for my own glory, just for Him. Uh, it totally changes my game. So he mentioned those first couple of games and maybe some <laughs> mistakes. Do you remember specifically what some of those were? Yes, sadly, but it's also like I'm so thankful. Like the first UCCS game, the first half, I was like, oh my gosh, this is not working. Like this is my first game. Is this how it's going to be all season? Like I'm going to be riding the bench. Like it's okay. <laughs> like we'll just figure it out. But I think the first meeting when Woody talked to me after the meeting, I was like, okay, like I can do this. I know Woody and Corey are on my side and want – uh, me to become the best player I can be. They're not like over there yelling like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? But more helping me become the better player along with my teammates, pushing me to be better. I'm so thankful. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine as an eight, I guess you were when the season started. Were you 18 or 19? I was 18. You were 18. Yes, I, yes. I can't imagine as an 18 year old having to deal with, with that type of, you know, failure that quickly. I know even me, I'm 36. And I, if I make a bad like call on play-by-play, I beat myself up for a week. Yes. Uh, who, who'd you rely on when, when you go through that uh, to to make sure that you keep your head about you and you're able to, to continue to, to grind and, and get the job done? 100% my mom. Okay. I would call her. I called her after the UCCS film. I'm like, Mom, I don't think I can do this anymore. Maybe college soccer isn't for me. And she was like, this is the devil attacking you. You need to get out of your head and get in the word and just spend time with the Lord. And she has been the best. She's been by my side my whole life. And I love her and I'm so thankful. And she's just my sound. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Uh, I guess the plan probably wasn't for Parker. Do you, were you thinking at the beginning of the year that she's going to start every game and she's got a chance to be the freshman of the year in the conference? And no. So, so, <laughs> the, 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 so, so we weren't projecting her. We, we try to never project a freshman as a starter. Sure. Uh, they're going to have to come in and clearly prove it. But she quickly proved it that she was our best available. But but then there was learning curve, and we would expect that from anybody. And you know, if you're needing her to start. Uh, Bobby Knight used to once say that uh, patience is one of the worst qualities, you know, because there's a game on Saturday, you know, if it, and so in, in a week's time, we can't be real patient. Uh, and, and she just learned extremely quickly. And now now uh, with, with Rach in that back row, will lead one of the best back rows in the country. Yeah, two of the top defenders. And I, I want to get to Rachel next. So I'm going to ask Parker and, and Marta uh, about Rachel, who has an All-American year last year. Uh, we've talked a little bit just about her fight and the, the swagger. I love that word. Uh, I love having that. I love swagger in my sports. Um, what is it uh, about Rachel um, that, that stands out to you two? Um, her competitiveness, like we talked earlier, and her hard work. Um, I remember one day during practice, she someone tackled her hard, <laughs> and she was on the ground, and her ankle wasn't good, and she stood up limping. Running back to her position, she was like, I'm good, I'm ready to play, let's win it. And it was just a 7v7, like, scrimmage <laughs> drill. And I was like, wow, like... This girl's tough. Yeah. yeah. I would have I sat out, but not, <laughs> not Rachel. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Obviously her competitiveness, but just her leadership and her hard work is just so contagious. Like, especially playing next to her and with her, I'm like, I want to be more like Rachel. I want to lead with just courage, lead with boldness. And I, do, I think you do a really good job of that. And it's something that I look up to. And like Marta was saying, like, she just always fights. Never, there's never a dull moment with Rachel either. <laughs> she always brightens a room and she's so chill off the field, which is so cool. Cause you think like, just on the field, she's just a competitor. But off the field, she's so sweet, and I love just being around her. Yeah, for your sake, you almost have to be chill off the field so you don't <laughs> give yourself a brain aneurysm or something. Uh, Woody, it looks like you wanted to jump in about her. Rachel's a lifetime winner. So my daughter goes to Midlothian Heritage High School, and the soccer hall there is a shrine to Rachel Allen. <laughs> uh, she, she's four-time All-State and one state twice. Uh, the great story is a freshman year where she scores the game-winning goal. As a freshman in high school, she scores the game-winning goal to win the state state championship while cramping up so in the celebration she's holding her leg cramp uh, it's just, uh and and I, I like marta said it's in practice it's in games you you can look at rachel uh and just have an extra confidence as a team that we're going to win because she's on our side uh we, we had multiple days last year um we had recruits out and 
one time we put all the recruits with Marta and it was a long day for Marta. She had all these great recruits with her and their team just lost all day long. Uh, and then when, when, when Rachel got the recruit team the, the next time around, uh, Rachel calls them in and says, we're not losing. Uh, and and it, it's tough when you, because recruits are going to have trouble playing against sure. our, our current roster. Um, and, and race just brings that winning presence to a team that's going to make a big difference in the team's mentality. Where does that just... Is it more so wanting to win or hating to lose, or where does that where does that come from in in your life? Do you know? I think it's just a little bit of both. I've just always been, I don't know, on the teams I've been growing up on, we were always winning stuff like that. So I'd always want to keep that in every aspect of my life, including soccer, whether it's work, anything like that. Yeah, I, I came across as I was just kind of scribbling down notes for for the interview, and I I saw that goal uh, that you scored for uh, Midlothian Heritage, correct? And that was that was their first title in 2018, yes. right? Um, what was that like? It was crazy. You were I, a freshman when that happened. Yeah, so I had no idea how playoffs even worked. I was just <laughs> kind of there. And it was in overtime, everything. We went to P- P- PKs the day before, and I was like, we're not doing PKs again. Like, I missed my <laughs> No interest. Five. Yeah, and so I was like, we had that free kick, and I was just thinking in my head, like, somebody, somebody's got to score this because I do not want to go to PKs again. And Fine, I'll do it. I'll, I'll win it. <laughs> and my dad always told me, like, God definitely put me in that right moment to finish that ball. Even though I went down with a cramp, whatever, it was it was definitely worth it. Is Does that competitive nature come from mom, dad? Like, is that is that where that comes from, or are they super quiet? Oh, no. My my dad my dad's quiet. Like, he doesn't yell at me, but after the games, like, he'll, he'll like, let me know and stuff. But, yeah, it definitely comes from my dad, but yeah. don't tell my mom. Okay, we won't <laughs> tell her that. Uh, but I love the mixture. You've got, you know, the Parker, who's got one personality, and you've got Rachel, who's got another one, and then you got Marta, who is just, like, this silent killer over here. Uh, and I mean that in the most complimentary way possible, but for you two, Rachel and Parker, um, T- talk to me about about Marta, um, just how special she really is. I remember watching the games my senior year of high school and always seeing Marta be so crafty. I'm like, oh my goodness, this girl is so good. And I'm like, I'm so excited to play with her. And then I came in and Marta literally is Marta magic. She always has something up her sleeve. She's so creative. And off the field, she's just a great person too. So loving and she's a silent leader. I think she does everything a leader does, but even though she's a little silent, which is fine, I think you need a balance of that, which is great. And Marta, I'm so excited to see like what you do in the future if you keep playing soccer and I really hope you do. <laughs> what do you think, Rachel? For me, Marta always inspires me. I mean, we're all like, we want Marta on our team in practice. Yes. Like we're scared to go against Marta because <laughs> we know she's gonna cross us up, whatever. Yeah. But it honestly helps us get better. But the thing I like really like about her is how humble she is, and she definitely like leads by example. Her hard work ethic. I mean, she'll be playing center back at one point. She'll be up at center forward. You can always trust her with the ball, and it's just stuff like that that really like inspires all of us as a team. We really love her, love her, how humble she is, and stuff as well. Yeah, and I I know from an untrained eye perspective, when Marta has the ball at her feet, I feel very comfortable. Like that that ball is going to stay in our possession for a little bit longer. Absolutely. Uh, I I think what I've witnessed is is just. Uh, I, I don't think I've seen a player whose teammates just love and admire her in the way that they love and admire her. They're, they are in awe of her. They, they, I think a lot of her teammates would ask her for her autograph. And uh, <laughs> it, it is, uh, we all want to win for her. From, from my end, they, they said the word inspiration, but it, it is for me too. I am, I'm inspired by a young lady that loves the game, wants to be on a soccer field, has essentially spent a lifetime on a soccer field. Uh, the stuff that she can do right now is extremely instinctual. Like, like you say, we're, we're comfortable that we're going to have the ball. Her instincts are incredible because she's lived a life on a soccer field. Mm-hmm. And, and part of our task this year is sending out this uh, incredible soccer player uh, as one of the all-time greats of Dallas Baptist, and, 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 uh, and we need to send her out with wins. Yeah. And, and just help write, write the story for this special group of seniors we have. Marta, I want to ask you, and I know it's always uh, probably a little uncomfortable to talk about yourself. I'm not just asking, what's it like to be so awesome? That's not the question that I'm asking. Um, but I, I just, your journey here, you know, you know, playing at, at UNT and, and then coming to DBU uh, and, and then just continuing having that, that just stealth-like mentality. Uh, what's, what's your mindset when you're, when you're stepping on a, a soccer field? Is you, it looks like you do play with humility, but you're, you're confident too. Yeah, I just look to have fun. Um, I step on the field and I just forget everything else. It's really relaxing. Um, I am stressed a lot of like a lot of the times. I remember after one of the games, I started crying after the game because I felt like I didn't do good enough for my team. But I try to relax and just have fun with it. 
was that a game you you won that you were crying and felt like you didn't do enough? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in that game, I remember thinking, "What on earth? You're the best player on the park." Yeah. Like, uh, but, but I remember seeing her, and she she's she was torn up about this uh, humility. Like when we go through the character skills, uh, she is humble for us. She, she is humility because uh, she, for as an example, uh, she was recruited as a full ride at Vanderbilt, Power Five, and none of us knew that. Uh, <laughs> because she, she, she never brags or boasts. She just keeps that. Uh, she, she doesn't need to brag or boast. Uh, and, and she's just an incredible, humble person. And I, and I think that's part of why we all admire her so much. I'd, if you're willing, I'd love to hear that story just about Vanderbilt and then eventually going to UNT. Right, and yeah, yeah you, you can share or we could cut out whatever you want to cut out. But uh, it, it's an interesting, interesting story because you've got someone so talented that's playing here at a, at a premier university. Yeah, okay, so... She's so mad at you right now, Woody. (laughs) This is kind of bad, but I was committed to Vanderbilt, and my grades weren't good enough to get in. So I think my senior year, maybe, they said, hey, like, your grades can't get you in. I'm sorry. Like, you have to uncommit, like, verbally or whatever. What was that like? That that had to be just gut-wrenching for you. Yes, I I remember... um, going home and I, I was like i don't know how i'm gonna tell my dad like yeah. he's gonna kill me <laughs> and so i i started bawling and he was like it's okay like um and he was like well f- like it's all in god's plan and stuff you're fine <laughs> and then um nobody else had um sorry <laughs> Like, nobody had money and stuff. And so I just, UNT had money, and I was like, not my style of play, but (laughs) I can't afford college, so. There's two stories I want to chime in on on there. Um, She's a 3.5 GPA here as an an academic All-American, so she's a pretty good student. But but Vanderbilt's level of academics, we we all know. Uh, So, so great, great. And and Marcia doesn't necessarily love school, uh, but but she's really done a great job as a student. A lot of times when I see her, she's studying. Uh, And and then I think another unique piece of her transfer story, uh, you know, UNT plays a little bit more of a direct style of soccer, and she just has to have the ball at her feet in order to do what she does. And, And so why she... She had watched DBU play. She had watched Michelle's style of soccer and just knew she was a fit here. And, and so part of why she's flourished here is because of, uh, you know, just the style of soccer. It fits right into what she can do. And, and, and now she's a first-team All-American and, and one of the best players in the United States. Yeah. Have you always had just that kind of quiet killer mentality and not wanting to just say a whole lot? Or is that something that's developed later on? Uh, no, I think I've always been quiet. Um, I remember, like, an old coach... I I started talking to him when I was a little older, and he's like, "Wow, like you talk now, like." <laughs> so I've always been quiet since I was little. So you're really excited to be doing the podcast right now, yeah. right? <laughs> I I went into Woody this morning. I was like, Woody, what are the answers to today? <laughs> what are the answers? <laughs> like you have the answers, you know them all. Marta has learned to find her voice with this team too. Uh, yeah. and when, when she when she speaks, we listen, uh, and, and she 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 speaks in front of the group now. She's ta- she's taking more charge. That that's part of everyone's evolution as a leader. Uh, she's always been a leader by example. Uh, she's always been an encourager, and it's a it's a quiet encourager. It's a one on one, and if she says something positive to one of her teammates, like it, I, I mean, Parker, if if, if Par- Parker heard something positive from Marta, it would just it would make her light up for a week, you know. It's just <laughs> here, here, here's, what Mar- here's what Marta told me, uh, but but she's also speaking up a lot more in our in our group settings, and when she talks, I talk way too much, uh, and, and when Marta talks, her voice is going to be heard. I want to shift to what we've got coming up here in, in 2023. Uh, while also talking about just philosophy of continuing to build that chemistry, um, working on leadership. And then you also talked about conflict resolution, which I think started last year uh, and, and how important that was. And, and Woody, it was just, why, why don't you, I don't want to take the words out of your mouth, but uh, when, when you discuss the importance of conflict resolution, take us through what that was like last year. So most adults do not have the ability to have constructive conflict. Uh I'm, I'm an adult with a lot of experience, and what I need my, when my wife is upset with me, I need her to send me an email 
So I have a, a day to digest it. Because uh, if she confronts me, if she confronts me in person, usually I get defensive uh, and now defend my turf. But if she'll tell me the thing I'm doing wrong on email and I have a day to digest it, okay, we can now start towards resolving the issue. What happens on most college athletic team, high school and college athletic team, is a young lady does something wrong and everyone talks about her. And we are trying to eliminate that uh, by now confronting the person. We, we call it the skills of constructive conflict. Well, what that meant for our team a year ago is the young lady who had done something wrong would get a text message. Right. And it's a little tough to interpret on like even tone. Uh, and a lot of times the young lady would come to me and say, well, what do you think she means? I said, well, I don't know. Why don't you go talk to her about that thing? Uh, but, but we're asking the team and, and, and we're asking these girls to develop the skills of constructive conflict. So now when there's an issue, what we're trying to move to this year is so... Soph Schrock and M. Bates have drew the short straw. Uh, they actually volunteered to sign up for this. When there's an issue, they're going to talk to that young lady in person. Uh, in, the, in the spring, we got to the end of the spring, and I asked them, have we had many conflicts? And Soph said, well, we've had three or four. And I said, well, can you tell me about them? And she says, you don't need to know about them. <laughs> and, and from a coach, what a wonderful thing. Yeah, that's uh, incredible. If, if they can solve those issues and they never need to reach our office, uh, the, the stage of development we want to get to is where – if Marta has a conflict with me, she'll come talk to me. If Marta has a conflict with Parker, she'll go talk to Parker. But it, it takes – that those conflicts aren't easy. It's way easier to talk about the person. And as a group, we are continuing to work towards being really good at constructive conflict. Is that hard for, for you all as players to accept that? For sure. I remember my first conversation with Woody. He was like, what is one of your weaknesses? It's like, uh – Conflict, confrontation, stuff like that. And he was like, well, we're going to work on it. Yeah, he shouldn't have said that. That and was a mistake. I was like, dang it, wrong answer. <laughs> but um, I think I've gotten better at conflict and just being open and talking to my teammates because, uh, again, like our foundation is built on trust and love. And I think when you address someone out of love and not like hate and spite, then conflict gets resolved more easier. You have any thoughts on that, Rachel? Uh, just talking along with what Parker says, I think it's a really good skill to have. And the way that Woody's trying to push us to uh, figure out the conflicts, constructive conflict, and coming to each other, I feel like that's a really good skill to have, not just for soccer, but just for life. Because obviously it's it's super hard, but I feel like us as a team are, working, are doing a really good job at uh, getting better at it. So I also want to pull the curtain back even more, uh, just the captain's vote. And we've got two of the captains that were voted, two of the three. Uh, Rachel is one, Marta is one, and then Sophie Schrock, I believe, is the other one. Is that correct? Is that what y'all told me? Yes. Um, Parker, you were part of that vote. Why Why those three and specifically why these two? Um, just I look up to all three of them. They're awesome. They bring competitiveness to the table. They bring humility to the table. They bring servant leadership with Sophie Schrock. They're just awesome people and great leaders for this team, and it's just a good foundation. I'm always going to listen to the players, and this was almost a unanimous mm -hmm. thing. It okay. was, uh, uh, I, I have a, in my mind, I have a picture of a type of captain. Uh, I want a servant leader. Uh, I, I think Parker fits that mold. I think So fits that mold. I would almost like Marta to be able to just focus on scoring goals and winning games. Because in our role of captain, you have to serve the team. And so when Rach and Marta are voted into captain, we talk a lot about the role of serving the team and what that looks like uh, because because I, why they're voted in is different from that but but they each have a total heart for serving their mm -hmm. teammates uh, we have a group of six in a leadership council that will all be a big part of making decisions for our team and and then serving the team this is not a trumpet call to importance this is a I, I now have to look out for the whole and I, th I think the three of them will do a spectacular job. We're going to be an extremely well-led team. We are already an extremely well-led team. I think that's interesting because you talk specifically about these two here and Rachel and Parker, and you both play def defensive positions. And does that, you think, lead into the, the fact of serving your teammates and, hey, I'm doing some of the dirty work here that maybe there's not necessarily stats to back it up, but does, does that lead into the servant leadership maybe a little bit? Maybe a little bit. I think when I think servant leadership, I think more of like behind the scenes. Okay. like. Um, checking on players that have having rough days, just stuff like that. And I think they do a really well job of that and just making sure everyone's kind of on the same page. Every day someone's had a rough day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In a week, five or six girls have had a rough week. So, so a big part of what makes our, our chemistry and our, and our culture special is no one's left behind. We, we really do a really nice job. They do a nice job of caring deeply for their team. And, and that's what we mean by love and actions. You, you can't fake it. It's hard work. It's, it's you, instead of walking off practice and just happy that you had a good day, it's now thinking a lot about your teammates who, who are having the really rough day and, and now 
bringing them back to where they can play well. I want to go more uh, chemistry from a concept, if we can. And, and Woody, I'll start with you because you always hear about team chemistry, and I feel like the teams that win always talk about how good their chemistry is. So I, it's it's the chicken and the egg argument. Like, what, what comes first? Is it winning that builds chemistry, or does chemistry build the winning, and how do you find that formula? I think our chemistry would have been the exact same if we were an 8-8 eight eight team last year. I th- Which is easy to say when you only lose two games. <laughs> I, I, I think I think we would have stuck together as a team. Th- I, I just think we believed in each other and we were going to work through whatever the thing was. Uh, ke- chemistry is not a given, and you really have to work at chemistry. I, I already in my mind have what I think are the, the three of the scariest uh, chemistry issues that are, are coming our way mm-hmm. that, that, that are going to be very difficult. And, and I'm thinking about the player that might lose their position and how, how we help her navigate getting through losing a position where they thought they were going to have a bigger role and, and now they don't. Uh, there's going to be... And another big factor in chemistry is, are they going to come back the same people they were a year ago? Are they going to come back hungry and motivated and driven? and uh, Or are they comfortable? I, I'm confident in saying that they're not comfortable with what happened last year. I think they want more, and I think I think they're hungry. Uh, but but chemistry will require a ton of work from all of us to, 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 to build daily. Da- daily, we're going to be working at chemistry. How do you do that daily? Well, there's going to be some suffering. Uh, well, let's just let's just start let's just start with the the beep test. Uh, okay. The, the, the beep. Test. I hear that thing from my office, and it gives me anxiety. <laughs> uh, they're they're going to suffer together, and people are going to be really great leaders and teammates, and uh, so, someone's going to do very poorly on that beep test, uh, and and they're going to experience someone's going to fail in our first scrimmage. Someone's going to be we're going to give up a goal at some point, and someone's going and and they're going to feel a love and acceptance that uh, on a lot of teams you may, you fail the beep test and now you're shunned. Mm. Uh, on, on our team, you fail the beep test and, and you're going to be you're going to feel a lot of love and. and you have to work hard to now pass a beep test. Uh, so, so we'll suffer together, and then we'll we, we just have to get into the grind, and and we're really good once we're in the grind of uh, the actions that we're going to take from there. From you three, who's going to be the best at the beep test in your mind? Madison Parks. You think so? Madison Parks, hands mm-hmm. down. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? She has, I think, one of the toughest mentalities, and she can just push herself like past the point, and which is so so cool to just watch. And just watching her run, she just makes it look so easy. I'm mm-hmm. like, girl, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, do good. Two years ago, I, I watched it and filmed it, and I was like, I'm exhausted just holding a camera. Like this is brutal. The beep test always wins. Like it does. You, 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 it never, yeah, it never ends. It beep, cannot be defeated. The beep test is undefeated, and you're going to get defeated by the beep test. Just how long? Uh, I think I think Parks can break the all-time record in mm. the history of the school, and we're challenging her to do that. Uh, but but I also think I, there's going to be a number of inspirational performances on that beep test. Uh, last year, Jolie Benson failed on day one, came came back, and then ended up third on the team a day wow. when she had to retest, which is not easy to retest because you've exhausted your legs, and then a couple days later you're retesting. Uh, Soph Schrock, Soph Schrock survived the beep test as a freshman, and then was second on the team, uh, and that was just through sheer hard work. There's so many inspirational young ladies uh, that, that you can look up to, and the beep test is an opportunity to be inspirational to your teammate. Marta inspired me on the spring beep test last. Marta doesn't love fitness the same way that uh, maybe a Parks or a Soph does, uh, but but her performance was the best we had seen from her. And any young lady that will just beat her own personal best, that's inspirational to us. Well, well as we wrap this up, just going into to 2023 from a player's perspective, uh, we'll go down the line, uh, whoever wants to jump in. What, what are you most excited about going into this this next season, which I guess for two of you would be your, your final college soccer season? I guess getting back together with the team, everybody coming together, getting the newer players caught up on board and stuff, and just ready to have a really good season. Hopefully, we have some goals like uh, less than five goals, like when when we make our goals or whatever, just to reach those goals and just to work hard as a team and do the best that we can. Because at the end of the at the end of the day, that's all we can do. Before we we get to you two, just Rachel, from your your own mind, just what do you feel like personally? Like what do you want to improve the most upon here in your in your twenty twenty three season? Um, I would say just learning from mistakes, just trying to work as best as possible to prevent the goals being scored and just remaining um, calm and collective sometimes. At times we get a little stressed, frantic, whatever, just knowing like when we make a mistake, like we just got to bounce back next play, stuff like that. Parker, what are you most excited about? Um, I'm probably say the same thing, just getting back with the girls and the teammates and just seeing everyone's face again. I think that's something I really missed this summer. And just going back and hopefully beating Colorado Mines, just getting some <laughs> revenge. That's kind of been in the back of my mind. And I'm just super excited to get back and play in. And 
Team dinners, love team there dinners. There you go. Yeah. So yes, that's that's, that's funny. When too. when uh, you know, I, I travel a lot with, with mainly baseball. When the season ended, the thing that I miss more than anything were Saturday nights on the road, just because it was like we just get to hang out yeah. and get to know people. And so yeah, the team dinners are, are one that jumps out for you personally. What do you want to uh, improve upon? Probably just getting my mindset right for the games and giving all the glory to God. Quit trying to do it all myself and trying to glorify myself and the program. I just need to glorify God and then He'll do the rest. Yeah. Marta, same question. Um, I'm excited for preseason games and for playoff games. I Not the regular season. You can forget I the regular am, season. Yeah. <laughs> I am, but more excited for the others. I like um, the playoffs because there's, I mean, more intense. Yeah. I mean, if we lose, it's over. And I love, I mean, I hope we win and keep going all the way. What's your biggest focus and, and maybe area of improvement that you want for 2023? Um, scoring. I played a lot of uh, holding mid my whole life, and now Woody's asking me to play attacking, and that comes with scoring, so I need to improve in that. How does, how's that going to change your game, you think? Um, I have a more attacking mindset, um, just more intense, more focus, because, I mean, scoring goals, you have to focus, which, that yeah, that's what I need to improve yeah. on. Well, and then Woody, just as you think of 2022 and then look into 2023, uh, you can you can give the closing statement if if you will, just and, and what these girls mean to you, and then what you're excited about the most in 23. First, I want to follow up on Marta's thought. She's she's going to score goals. You know, last year was a six goal, six assist season. Uh, I'm thinking the floor is 10 and 10. Uh, we we worked on the scoring mentality. She, she gets in all the right positions, uh, and, and her game is hyper intelligent. And, and now just focusing her year on the finishing it off, it's going to happen. And and I think that's an exciting thing for any anyone that likes to watch DBU soccer. Uh, she's going to be in the box with the goal, and she's going to she's going to do some people dirty. And, and there, there's there's going to be some things to watch this season. I'm I'm very confident of that. Uh, at the close of our our last team dinner in the spring, uh, the question was, tell us your favorite moment from the 2022 season. And there were about 15 minutes brought up, uh, 15 moments. We had in each of them powerful moments. We've mentioned several of them here today, the international game. the uh, But things that, things that were surprised by me, uh, dance parties on a bus ride. Yeah. And, and, you know, th- th- there's multiple times that a, a curtain would just go up, uh, and, and I'm listening to this wild screaming music, uh, and, and and a lot of times it's two hours of a bus ride where they're just having having a really good time. Uh, there, this season, what, what I look forward to is I think there's going to be another 20 moments, mm. and I think they're going to come in team dinners. I think they're going to come on bus rides. They're going to come on road trips, and on the field, I very much expect this team to do special things. Uh, there's going to be overtime game winners. There's going to be buzzer beaters. This team is capable of special, and we're going to see it. Oh, I can't wait to follow it. Thank you all so much for doing this. This is really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.